Good morning. morning. Let's try that again. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, it's Thursday. Oh, today is, is Thursday, <laughs> August the something or another. 17th. 17th. Why are you asking the timeless? Year of our Lord, 2023. Now. This is Daybreak Life with the Nesbitt. Boom! And we're alive. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. Shalom, 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 you beautiful people. And the ugly ones. I'm just joking. <laughs> and the ugly ones. No, beautiful. You're all beautiful. And the ugly ones. We're going to play you one of our new Hebraic songs. New. New. Well, it's not recorded. If it's not been recorded, it's new.
Hey, do you like that song, guys? It is taken from 149 and 148 in the book of Psalms. And uh, we just praise the Lord, shout to the Lord. And then, of course, we put in, Jesus says, Yeshua says, the two greatest commandments. Boy, if people could get a hold of this, right? If we could just get a hold of this. The two greatest commandments. To love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. <laughs> uh, Larry Neal says, Oh, and thanks for not leaving out the ugly one. Me. Oh, funny. Funny. <laughs> well, guys, keep us in your prayer. I just I called the studio in Nashville. I, I actually am wanting to record about four more songs. And um, y'all pray that we can get that done over the next couple of months. Um uh, we're leading worship for the Messiah Conference, the Southeast Messiah Conference in Orlando, Florida, in December. And so we could use your prayers for that. And Larry Neal, I'll be getting a hold of you pretty soon. I mean, we are uh, right on the verge. I'm going to begin taking singings and moving around, and we're going to come do some stuff. Sister Diane, we're coming up to Louisville. We are going to do a revival at Brother Jerry's place October the 15th through the 20th. So we'll be coming up your way. Anyway, I just wanted to share a few of those things with us. Please keep us in your prayers. But more than keeping us in your prayers, keep our brothers and sisters in Pakistan in your prayers. Now, Brother Nadim is on here from Pakistan this morning. He just uh, sent me some videos and pictures. And uh, yesterday, uh, persecution broke out in Pakistan. Uh, a little bit of a drive, kind of a distance, I guess it would be kind of like us here going to up there where you're at, Donna, towards the mountains. Uh, but the Christians' homes, Bibles were being burned and Christian churches being ransacked, Christian homes being ransacked. And uh, Brother Nadim uh, went over there. He just got back home and uh, he has sent me some pictures and some videos going and praying with the people. So anyway, let's just pray for them right now. Would you jo join with me? Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Yeshua, the light of the world, God, I pray for uh, strength and endurance in the midst of persecution. God, I, think, I pray for love that you will help our brothers and sisters to love their enemies. God, we pray for each Christian family that's been affected, each follower of you, Lord, that's been affected. May you bless them, help them, keep your hand upon them, encourage them, and reveal yourself mightily to them. In the name of Yeshua, our King, amen and amen. Y'all made this table smaller. Yeah, it's a, the table is smaller. Mama took the leaf out. All right, let's jump in. Proverbs 17, yesterday I told you I would come back. Let me study verse 8 a little more today. And so I did. And uh, Brother Scott Gibson said, hey, see what it says in the original. So I did. In the original Hebrew, it is neutral. In other words, you can translate this present or you can translate this a bribe. And, but it has no connotation whether it's negative or positive. It's just you can translate it. So I looked at, uh, you can translate it either way. So I looked yeah. at different commentaries of 
you know, people a lot smarter than me. And it's different. People take it different. And so I guess that is exactly uh, like we talked about yesterday. People take this this song. Now, remember this song, this proverb. Remember, proverbs are general truths. That's They're not, you know, you take the proverb and you try to hold it to, uh, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it's a general truth. It gives you general godly wisdom for living in this present age that is true. You know, uh, you know, like God blesses the righteous. Got, you know, we've got brothers and sisters that love the Lord and they're being persecuted. And so you say, well, it's not working there. Well, God's in control and God uh, God knows what he's doing. Amen. So that being said, uh, to give you, for instance, uh, Matthew Henry takes this in the negative way of a bribe. People paying off people for bribes. Uh, Ironside takes it in a positive way. Uh, a present makes friends closer. So here's what I'm going to say. Here's my conclusion. The proverb stands that bribes or presents do work. Now, all of them are consistent in this. The hands of the possessor, everyone agreed. Uh, it's talking about the one that was given to. In other words, the, the present or the bribe is going to accomplish. So we could say this for sure. A gift is treasured by the one that receives it, whether that's in a negative way or in a positive way. And the proverb would still stand true. I hope that makes sense. So it doesn't really change the proverb. It just means that proverb is true either way you want to apply it. That's All right. What I think. Yeah, babe. Every good gift comes down from the Father of Mm-hmm. That's what I think. I yeah. Spit that but the point in the Hebrew, bribe doesn't mean bad or it doesn't mean good. It can be neutral either one. All right. I'm just saying if it's a good gift, it's from God. Yeah, good gifts come from God. Verse 10 is what we got to, verse 10. Uh, so let's throw that on the board. I'm sorry. I know some of you guys are like, I got my Bible open, and you ain't got to throw up Scripture for me. But I ask, and people really do love to have the Scripture thrown up there because some people are watching in their cars while they're, hopefully not while they're driving. Hope you listen to podcast portion if you're driving. Anyway. Uh, rebuke is more effective for a wise man than a hundred blows for a fool. It's a word spoken for someone who is wise will be enough. Just the word, just the truth. Uh, and it's more effective than all kinds of punishment that comes uh, for a fool. So you can think of we we can think of a couple of things. So King David is seen as a wise person man, a wise king, even though he made terrible mistakes. But say in the area of the wife of Uriah and that terrible sin he committed, uh, when the prophet, I think it's Nathan, wasn't it Nathan? Mm -hmm. When Nathan the prophet tells him the story and he says, thou art the man. When he says, thou art the man, David is struck to the heart. He realizes his sin. He is pierced by his sin, and he falls upon his face and weeps and cries out in repentance to God. And so that's a word changing someone, right? Pharaoh hardens his heart. His heart is hardened by God. I mean, the thought of God, the, the, the thought of God, who is God? Who is the Lord that I should obey him? Who is Yahweh? 
Who is this guy? I shouldn't obey him. And he's hardened and hardened and hardened. And it takes, I would say, many stripes to cause him to let the people go, right? Then he still chases after them. Then he still chases after them, right. And so I think that would probably be a couple of examples of this proverb that we could see in Scripture. And you could probably think of others, right? But blows your stripes on the fool's back, but a word to the wise. All right. Praise the Lord. Verse 11, Proverb 11, 17, 11. An evil man seeks only rebellion. Therefore, a cruel messenger will be sent against him. Now, we can see this proverb. This proverb will apply naturally or spiritually. If you think kingdom-minded, God-minded, or you think in the natural. An evil man seeks only rebellion. You know, rebellion is spreading throughout the world, by the way. It is spreading. Uh, I'm thinking right now of riots that's happening all over the place. Crazy stuff. An evil man seeks only rebellion. Therefore, a cruel messenger will be sent against him. In the natural, we would say the laws of the land should be, at least, when the laws are just and being acted upon, the police officers, the courthouses, right, uh, judge will bring judgment. It'll be a messenger of judgment to come against him. Or in the spiritual, you say God is sovereign, sovereign vengeance, is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. I say this often, but guys, nobody is getting by with anything. My Lord keeps a record. Amen? My Lord keeps a record. And he's got everything under control. And remember this, even the cruel, wicked, if they will repent and turn, God will forgive. Many of you watching, Many of you watching this broadcast have done evil, wicked things. Can I get an amen? Many of us in this house have. And God has forgiven us. Forgiven us. That's why the, God is long-suffering, okay? But don't think anybody's getting by with anything because there will be a cruel messenger sent against him. Judgment from the Lord will come. Which brings us to verse 12. Proverbs 17, 12. Let a man meet a bear robbed of her cubs rather than a fool in his folly. The little note I made beside this is, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Now, a bear robbed of her cubs, this is, uh, this is known, okay? If Pretty a bear... Pretty universally known. Huh? Pretty universally known. Pretty universally known. If a bear is looking for her cubs and she can't find them, you don't want to get in her way. Stay out of her way. But this proverb is saying, but it would be better for you to meet that bear than uh, the fool that is in his folly. So again, because of what we're living in, this is 2023 and there's riots everywhere. And when I look at reports of riots, let me, let me put it another way. You come upon a riot in a city, I would say, don't think, well, it's my right to drive down this road, and I'm just going to drive slowly right through this right. No, these people are foolish, and they're going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Stay clear of it. Go another way. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the, immediately the thing I thought of was those have, who have been getting hurt recently because a, a mob is in the street, and I'm not talking about the those that couldn't do anything about it. They're just caught in it. 
But I'm talking about the ones who start driving up and they're like, oh, there's a mob there. And they just like, well, I'm going to drive on through very slow. Don't do that. The, the people are the people are not sane at the moment. They are crazy. They're throwing rocks through people's windshields. They're going to hurt you, okay? They may just pull you out, set your car on fire. Drive another way. Yeah. Don't, don't. Important. Yeah, it's not that important. Don't say, there's other ways to get home. Just find other roads and get around it. Go around it. Stay out of the midst of trouble. And it's just amazing how many people is like, well, I should be able to go through here. Well, yeah, you should be. But it'd be better for you to meet a, a bear that's been robbed of her cubs than to enter into that foolishness, this, this folly that's going on. Stay out of it. Get away from it. Amen? Just go. Get away from it. Flee. Sometimes you just got to flee. Get out of there. Verse 13. Whoever rewards evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. Another one you can look at that the sovereignty of God, God is in control. Okay? Let's, let's be satisfied with letting God take care of things. And that being said, we know Romans 13 that God has set government structures in order. Right, even among fallen humanity, there is semblance. Uh, there's a semblance of judge, justice in the system. You know, it's not total anarchy. Amen. It ain't. It's not total. And so, whoever rewards evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. So today, with the persecution that's happening, with people that's not offending anybody, they're just. You know, people are just coming in and destroying their homes, coming in, destroying their church houses, throwing their throwing their seats and, and, and benches out the window and burning it, right? Well, let's pray for those people. You see, there is repaying evil for evil, eye for an eye. There is repaying good for evil. That's the teaching of Yeshua, Yeshua, Yeshua Jesus, right? He says, you know what? When people are bad, you treat them good. How many of us actually do that? That's, that's the word of the Lord. That's the teaching of Jesus. And we need not be talking about how great of a teacher he is if we're never going to listen to what he says, right? Repay good for evil is the teaching of Jesus, which is just like totally opposite to the way we would want to think. It's totally unnatural to us, right? Somebody hurts us, we want to hurt them back. But the scriptures teach us under the new covenant, give place for wrath, right? Pray for those who persecute you. Don't persecute them back. Pray for them. Get on your face and pray for them. I'll, I'll never forget when we had a, a brother, uh, Mujahed, here in our living room. I was talking to him, and he was he's from Pakistan as well, and he's talking about a time when uh, they attacked their churches, burned their churches, I said, what'd you do, brother? He said, well, we met in the streets. We had church in the streets. He said, Brother Scott, it was the hardest sermon I ever preached. I said, what'd you preach? He said, I preached love your enemies. Do good to those who despitefully use you and abuse you and persecute you. Love them. That's just counter to the way. That is not natural. You can't even think like that unless you feel full of the Holy Ghost. Amen? 
You cannot think like that unless you're full of the Holy Spirit. And so, so there's evil for evil. There's good for evil. But then there's those who repay evil for good. There, people are being good to you, and you're repaying them evil. Hey, God takes notice of that, and uh, evil won't depart from the house of that person. Amen. We'll do one more. You think? Fourteen. Let's do one more. Yeah, let's do one more. This will be good. Verse 14. Now, of course, when I read this, I think of marriage. <laughs> it says, the beginning of strife is like releasing water. Therefore, stop contention before a quarrel starts. So the very immediate thing, I read that, and I'm like, you know, turn the tap off. It's like right, right over here is a sink. And I just turn that and flip that up. Turn on the tap, and here comes the water. We can open our mouth, a cruel word, a string of words, a sentence put together. It's like release. Strife can just be released like water. It began a quarrel. This happens all the time in marriages. Is that true or false? It happens all the time in the world as well. In other words... We can just release things out of our mouth. The next thing you know, we got a fight on our hands. We've got a quarrel on our hands. And the proverb says, stop it before it starts. You know what we need to do? Close the mouth and hold it shut. You know, maybe just don't say anything. Because you're probably going to open your mouth and make things worse. Amen? Amen. I know that's right. I'm telling you the truth. A lot of times we just need to be quiet. The beginning of strife is like releasing of water. Therefore, stop it. Stop contention before the quarrel begins. Just stop. Just stop. Don't say it. As I said previously, uh, words are powerful, brothers and sisters. Words are so powerful. Words change directions. Words change lives. Words start wars. Words can stop wars. Words can start quarrels and strife. Words can end quarrels and strife. Let's be a people who end the strife. Let's be a people who think carefully before we speak. All right. Well, thanks for being here this morning, this Thursday, thoroughly Jewish Thursday. Thank you for tuning in and being with us. We appreciate you very, very much. We appreciate your prayers. Thank you for all of your prayers. We love you. And we'll say the Lord's Prayer. The Lord Yeshua and his followers, he says, here's how I want you to pray. Say this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day and our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. All right, love you, saints. Uh, bye.